Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dorm Inform. I'm Miles Hoffman, here in quarantine to inform you of the next upcoming artists in the music industry. Today, I have couched the band, a soul-funk pop group consisting of members from various colleges around the country. Who do we have on the call today? Hey, I'm Zach. I play guitar and sometimes bass. And next up, we have the man who is most likely to wear his Tiva sandals to synagogue. Hey everyone, uh, I'm Jared. I'm the drummer in the band. Uh, next up, we have most likely to sell audio equipment to his own bandmates. Hi everyone, I'm Jeff. I'm the trumpet player and sometimes trombone or other brass instruments. The next up is the most likely to wear plain t-shirts from AC Moore. Hey, what's up? I'm Will. I play bass and couch and uh, up next is the most likely to cry. Hey, I'm Tema and I am one of the singers. My next up is most likely to eat a crayon. Hey everyone, I'm Ella and I'm on co-lead vocals. And next up, we have most likely to be the second tallest. Hey guys, my name's Eric. Uh, I play saxophone and sometimes sing backup vocals. Um, and not here with us today is Danny who plays keys and he's the most likely to ignore the group chat and not know that we even have an interview right now. And that's Couch. <laughs> well, it's great to have everybody on the call. I'd love to ask you guys some questions on how uh, Couch got formed and where you guys are now with um, everything as a band. So what brought the band to where it is now? So the band formed in summer of 2018. Um, Zach and I had been in another band and started creating our first single, the Nana song. And then we ended up parting ways with that band, but we wanted to finish the song and we'd been working on it already for most of the summer. So we got um, a bunch of like studio musicians um, which kind of ended up morphing into Couch. Like everyone that played their instrument on the Nana song kind of became the instruments for Couch. And I know that uh, one of the members on this call is actually a new addition to the band. That's Jared. So Jared, how's it been being on the Couch team now? What is it like and how did that connection start? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's been amazing so far. You know, everyone's very welcoming. I, even though I'm from New York and obviously the band is based out of Boston, you know, it's, 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 it's been such a great experience to, to feel like it's a family, even though I'm not there in person all the time. So the way that I got involved was that Zach and I, we go to the same university, George Washington University in Washington, DC. As a freshman in the spring semester, Zach asked me to fill in for a drummer who was going abroad in his band, The Standard Issue. So we've been playing for playing together for a little bit to that point. We really vibed well together. We really enjoyed playing with each other. And at the at the time, Couch was using uh, a session drummer. His name was Alistair, and they were looking for a permanent addition. Zach offered for me to have that position, and I definitely jumped on it, especially after hearing all their stuff. I want to add really quick to the Jared story. If you've ever seen the movie School of Rock, there's a scene where Jack Black realizes all the students are musicians, and he's like peering through the little crack of the window. That's actually how I found out about Jared when he was a freshman. I was walking past the practice rooms, and I heard some dude just killing it on the kit, and I was just peering through, and I saw him look at me, and I kind of ran away once he noticed me. It was the most terrifying first encounter I've ever had with someone. I felt so beyond <laughs> uncomfortable. And then, and then funny enough, we started bonding about, um, I think it was like lettuce at the time. Um, and, and we started bonding over our, our, our love for lettuce. Couch, what seems to be a community that kind of spans farther outside of the bubble of like Massachusetts and how like that's where you guys all met. Now you guys are expanding that bubble even more by finding more people that can be a part of just the group, the projects you're working on. And I find that incredible. 
in terms of how you guys manage your uh, band work on like a day-to-day basis, uh, what does that look like? So particularly now that we are all separated at home and in quarantine, we really rely on our group chat and on frequent calls to keep our momentum going and communicate uh, and be constantly brainstorming, like how we can expand outreach and connect with our audience. We also brought a manager on board recently. His name is Miles Opton. And he's been a huge part of us staying connected and motivated. He really holds us accountable on our many uh, to-dos. But it's challenging because even before quarantine, we all go to separate colleges, except for Jared and Zach. It's a lot of work to be a long distance band and um, keep kind of writing and recording when we're only together periodically throughout the year. The whole music industry, they're facing like such a huge deficit, like people not being able to go on uh, tours all their plans are getting shifted. You guys are already dealing with a division of just not being in the same physical location at most times. It seems like you guys are pretty well prepared for situations, especially like this. Yeah, it does feel a little bit like an advantage um, because we have gotten used to recording a lot of our songs in parts and remotely. I imagine that bands who would record in a studio altogether and do live takes had to make adjustments in how they record now. I think we'll still be able to uh, make this work. How do you guys balance between those two different like lifestyles, being college students, but also being members of a band? Yeah, it's definitely tough, a balancing act for sure. The bottom line is we end up sort of splitting our time between the activities that we all pursue on our own and couch. Um, and for me personally, um, I definitely am able to put a lot more energy and focus towards couch when I'm on school break or when I'm home. And, and the fact that those are the times when we're also just geographically closer to each other just sort of compounds upon that and makes it a really productive time. So one part of working around the, the logistical challenge is to really make the most of the times that we are together. Tema was saying recording remotely and in smaller combinations of us has been super effective. At the end of the day, it's impossible to function fully as a normal band when you're not in the same place. So I think the music that we've been able to create in spite of those challenges is really encouraging to me. Uh, I'm just really excited to see what we could do and what we will do when we do get the chance to all be in the same place and really devote our full time and energy towards couch stuff. So we'll, we'll see what the future brings. Definitely looking forward to it. And I bet a lot of your fans are as well. So it's great to see that you guys are thinking uh, retrospectively about all the projects that you have um, coming up in the future and how all that can be pretty impactful when everyone's in the same place and they're all putting their heads together. Let's talk about your most recent singles. So Fall Into Place, I love the track. What kind of visions did you guys have for that project? Do you feel like you guys fulfilled them? I mean, the main vision for Fall Into Place was the initial concept. I first got the idea for the lyrics and the narrative. I was like cooking or something. It was, I, and I took a voice memo of the first verse and first chorus. I go to school for musical theater and you know to the point that Eric was just making it's a lot of work trying to balance these two different art paths even though there is a lot of overlap and I have felt a lot of pressure from myself at times to prioritize one over the other and make decisions that feel like they're sacrificing one or the other even though that that experience is very specific to me I brought it to Zach. I think we both felt like that idea of being pulled by many passions and putting the pressure on yourself to choose one thing over the other and know exactly what your life plan is going to be. I think that's pretty universal. We debuted the song at a So Far show 
uh, like a few weeks before we recorded it. So a lot of the ideas that you hear in the recorded version are from that, but we actually kind of made up a lot of it in the studio or like shortly before actually recording it, just spur of the moment. We want something that sounds like this here. And then we play a few ideas. One thing that we really focus on is like creating full parts that really sound like an entire brass section with only two individuals or two separate instruments. I, I have fond memories of spending 10 to 15 hours over the course of two days with Zach just coming up with synth, like playing around with different synth sounds and, and cool ear candy type things just to elevate the arrangement to the next level. Yeah, it was a lot of experimentation. It was a lot of fun. Props to the person who mixed the track, Caleb Parker, who does work with Scary Pockets as well. We really threw a, a whole lot at him and he made it sound balanced and fat and groovy. We produce a lot of our tracks just ourselves. It's really nice to have so much control over every part of our production process. There's already so much music out there inspired by soul pop. What artists have inspired Couch like the most? Everyone sort of kind of stems from their own individual like personal training and like musical preferences. Like as with Jeffrey, I started on trumpet and I was more sort of in the classical realm. And then I eventually like got into more modern music that fits like this type of genre. And that kind of flowed into a lot of how Couch's influences came to be about. So, I mean, of course, obviously we have the, the obvious influences of Stevie Wonder, the Beatles, Aretha Franklin, kind of all like the, the main sort of icons from that era. We're also fortunate to be putting out music in a time where we're being influenced in this moment by people who are releasing a lot of really amazing music. Lawrence, who's a huge influence on our sound, Snarky Puppy, PJ Morton, Melt, Lake Street Dive, Moonchild, Hiatus Coyote, lots of people who shaped this whole new wave of really cool, funky, jazzy, soulful music, and were equally influenced by the people putting out stuff right now. I recently spoke with Melt on a previous episode of the podcast, and I've heard that some of the members here at Couch have done work with them. You've worked with people such as Caleb from Scary Pockets. You guys are not only taking an initiative to express your sound, but you're totally willing to let it be known that your music is being influenced by other people and you're working alongside them as you um, release new content. The line between innovation and making sure something remains commercially appealing, there's a danger to trying too hard to be different. You should try to avoid sounding just like everyone else. I think something that Couch does well is take, you know, pop tropes and, and the things that keep people coming back and use them to their full potential without straying so far from, you know, what people like that it turns listeners off. And I think that as we continue to develop as a band, our stuff will probably start to sound more unique as we as we form more of a group identity. In terms of Couch, how has your release schedule and your upcoming plans changed, been affected due to the pandemic? So we were planning our first tour for this summer and we had about 15 to 20 shows booked around the East Coast. You know, we were continuing to speak with venues and other bands about setting stuff up. I think one of the biggest impacts for us is that a lot of those shows will be canceled since we can't just delay them. We'll be going back to school presumably in the fall. We had some shows set up in Brooklyn, uh, like at Arlene's Grocery. Um, we were going to do a show at the Red Room in Boston. I also want to throw out some of the names of people we were going to play with, just because these are some other great bands, uh, Boston-based and otherwise, that you guys should check out. Um, there's the Q-Tip Bandits, who we were setting up a bunch of shows with. Jank Setup from New Orleans. They're, uh, I think, a two, they formed at Tulane. And Coral Moons, 
AJ Peoples, just some people we were really excited to play with. We are bummed about having to cancel our tour, but um, I think we're also aware of the fact that we are still students. We still have a lot of time ahead of us to develop as a band. I really sympathize with the full-time musicians who were um, out there doing this to support themselves and had to cancel mid-tour. This is a bump in the road, but it's not going to be um, a massive setback for us. And we've been able to take advantage of this time to a certain extent as well. We've been writing a lot, demoing a lot for perhaps a longer project than just the singles we've been releasing. And it's also given us time to do some kind of fun, silly stuff together. We made a bracket about two weeks ago of all of our favorite things from the band. I'll rattle off a few. Girlfriends named Izzy. We have two people in the band with girlfriends named Izzy. We convinced Tema for about four months that Will had a brother that does not exist. He has two beds, two twin beds in his bedroom. For the ghost in his closet. <laughs> we actually planted the second bed there just to, just to trick you. The quote of every time you walk into Will's house, you go, Hi, Mr. Griffin, is Will upstairs? And then he goes, yep. And then you walk upstairs to Will's room. That's how <laughs> every time. A lot of being a band has to just do with, with growing, growing as a group. Um, and some things that we've done um, just to kind of grow a fan base and, and grow some sort of a brand is obviously a little bit more of a uh, social media push and just kind of a little bit more of uh, involvement on the techno te technology end. Um, but also a big, big thing that is coming up for us is that we're finally dropping some merch. We talked a lot about who you guys are as individuals, how you got started, but on a more professional sense, what do you guys have planned despite everything that's going on with this pandemic. Um, for the near future, for the distant future, I'd love to hear all your thoughts. Yeah, so basically the, the main goal that we're keeping throughout quarantine and throughout all of this and throughout ever pretty much is just that we want people in, like to enjoy consuming our music and our content as much as we enjoy making it. What are some words of wisdom that uh, y'all could provide to any upcoming artists, bands, session musicians, all the stuff that you guys have been doing as you've developed Couch as a group. What kind of advice could you uh, give to anybody listening in? If you asked our manager, Miles, he would say, get on TikTok. That's the only way to get famous. <laughs> yeah, we put one video on TikTok and I think it got like 500 views, so... More TikTok content coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, like, a big one for me is just be nice. It's really rewarding making friends with other musicians and uh, you never know like who, you know, the people you befriend down the road may be people you collaborate with or people who can help you get gigs. Um, so just lead from a positive, nice place and you'll make good connections and, uh, you know, improve your, your career. Yeah, I mean, everyone's in it for the same reasons. You know, everyone just wants to make music and, and wants people to check it out and, and enjoy it. So I think just, you know, keep writing and, and just, yeah, be a good person. I think that's the biggest thing. People always make fun of like Kanye West, for example, because for bragging about like blasting his own music in his car. But like, I kind of admire that. Like, like the goal is to like, make music that like you want to listen to. Like, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't listen to Couch's music. Like, I, I like our music like enough that I just listen to it, not because we made it. Aww. And I think that's the goal. Yeah, something for me. Whenever I'm having a tough time or I have a big assignment due, I always remember double your lead vocals and just general vocal layering, always a plus. 
Give yourself credit because it's definitely impressive for any musician that's still in college and dealing with work and trying to find internships and stuff. Like it's definitely impressive to still find time and make time to record and write music. All of your personal and professional goals, like balance them. We've been talking about that a lot. And I feel like that's something that you can definitely take away from just everything we've been talking about. So for anyone listening in, as Jared mentioned earlier, Couch has some new merch first ever merchandise that you can now go get at teespring.com slash stores slash couch the band. I will make sure to go and provide links to everybody so they can go and check out that merch and support the band. Cause especially during this time, merch is so essential to supporting all the artists that you love and, and that you listen to. To close out the episode, um, here's the quote of the day. Music can name the unnameable and communicate the unknowable. That comes from Leonard Bernstein. Thanks so much, Couch. I appreciate all the time, all the responses. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us.